0: You need Indeed.
1: Welcome to Talking Buffalo, featuring conversations with guests from around the world of sports, media, pop culture, and all things Buffalo, with your host, Patrick Moran. All right, what is going on, everybody? How you doing? Welcome To another episode of Talking Buffalo, your weekday daily driver for Buffalo Sports Talk and more. I'm your host, Patrick Moran. Thank you, as always, for locking in, whether you're listening to this on the audio side, whether you're watching this on the video side, which if you are, there's a good chance you actually are watching this live because we are recording this live maybe a half hour or so after the Buffalo Bills had I don't know if it was their best win of the season, but it certainly was their their best game in quite a long time. A convincing 32-6 to victory over the New York Jets, a game that the Bills badly needed. Uh, most points the Jets have allowed all season long, by the way. Join here. Weekly visit, as always, by Tone Pucks. What's going on, man? What, what kind of mood are you in after this game? We, By the way, we made it a point, because we do this too often, to kind of we talk about everything we're going to talk about on the show ahead of time. but we didn't really do that this week. So I literally don't know what your mindset is with this game, and just generally speaking right now, how you doing, man? what's going on? um
2: i'm I'm happy about the game. i'm I'm happy about the manner in which uh, they did it, convincing fashion, big plays on offense, um, seeing some designed, Plays that are clear w's by virtue of the play call, like you know just kind of a uh roundabout way of saying that that uh Joe Brady made some some good calls today and and was impressive um and just uh you know very oh conflicted on how I feel yeah. about it. Happening when it did with the very daunting schedule that, um, that lies ahead. If, if, you know, I'm, I'm all for not minimizing, uh, you know, the, these results, I you know, I, I can get on board with the, the idea, um, that we may have found something, uh, you know, on, on offense, mm-hmm. we, we may have, you know found our play caller on offense, but damn, man, you know, it's just, it's, it's not going to change, you know, the, the, the likely, um, you know, the spreads or, or the expectations or, or, you know, whether or not you're favored over the course of the next couple of weeks, we're still, we're going to be dogs for the next couple of weeks. It hasn't happened too much uh, to this team o- over the course of the past few years. And, you know, it's not like just, you know, one or two point dogs. It's it's Super Bowl caliber teams in their house the next two weeks. Sure. How can you feel like we're going to go get one of those? I just don't. I just can't get there. I, no matter how I can get to a place of optimism from today, but I can't get to a place that sees us anything other than six and seven in a few weeks with the the optimism, um, you know, maybe towards being able to run the table at that point, um, you know, might be a, a little more realistic than being able to go get, you know, either of these next two. I just, I, I can't get there yet.
1: I, I, I understand that. It, it is conflicting right now. You say that word and I agree with you how we feel. I think it's going to be very much so amongst fans as well. Even in the just first, what, three minutes or so of this podcast, which, again, if you're watching this on the video side, we're, we're recording this live. One fan is talking about getting rid of Dorsey is the right move. Go Bills. You can see the excitement. And then conversely, another fan says the Bills still suck. Don't let this mediocre win uh, try and change that. Hold on a minute. Who'd what, you just read? Kevin, it was Kevin, Kevin Hewitt. <laughs> Not surprising to you, apparently, huh? a big Steeler fan. He's just trolling
2: and shit. <laughs> <laughs> and a, right. a buddy of mine just trolling. But uh, good to see you out there, Kev, all right? It's, um... Fuck your team, too. It, it, your team it, fucking it's, blows.
1: It's tough to... The difference between this game specifically and being excited about how the Bills looked on both sides of the ball, this game versus what's ahead in the big picture, but let's start with this game. I mean, let's not blow it off. And you said you potentially could get on board. This was a, a dominating victory for the Bills. One, I quite frankly, I think came a week too late. I mean, this is the kind of game I wanted to see last Monday night against Denver. But um, both sides of the football. And for me, it's like this, all right? When it comes to the Jets, if it's defense you're talking about and the defense playing great, to me, that's not a big deal. And I don't want to read too much into the defense because the Jets' offense is like, near historically bad. They went 40 straight touchdowns or drives without a touchdown until late in the first half um in this game. So if you're looking at it from that aspect, I'm not really that impressed. But the offense what they did against a Jets defense that has been elite all season long and just historically has stymied Josh Allen pretty much since he came into his league, this was a very encouraging um performance by the offense. Josh Allen, 20 and 32. Let me run a couple numbers by. I actually took the time to write these down. Josh Allen, 20 to 32, 275, three touchdowns and an interception that frankly is ridiculous that that even counts on the stat sheet. It was a Hail Mary at the end of the first half. Uh, Ty Johnson, 28-yard touchdown catch. We'll talk about him in a few. Shakir, an 81-yard touchdown catch. The Bills ran for 130 yards. 38 carries. They ran the ball 38 times. That's like a Sean McDermott wet dream right there. 38 times they ran the football. Like I said, Shakir, three catches, buck 15. Stefan Diggs had a quiet day. Gabe Davis literally didn't do a thing. He didn't even get a pass thrown his way. But let, let's start with how, how impressed are you with the offense, even if it's just one game against, again, a defense that's very good. I think that is encouraging. The defense just beat a really shitty offense. But the offense to me, I mean, I, I'm... I'm definitely, I'm, I'm encouraged. Joe Brady's first game too. No, no, you know, no small deal there.
2: No, I liked a, a lot of it on that side of the ball. Um, you know, I, I liked, I liked, uh, you said, let's jump to Ty John. I don't know when you were going to get to him, but I'm, uh, you know, I'm ready to jump to Ty Johnson.
1: A lot of people not happy that he was active today. I can tell you that right now, just from the the temperature on Twitter. And I kind of. Was one of them to be completely sure, yeah. honest with you? I was I was annoyed that Leonard Fournette. I bitched about the Bills getting in-season additions and them just never seeming to contribute. It takes forever. Whereas other teams, guys go to new teams and they're right out there playing that week. Um, oh, it was like good move. To, but I was to, one of them to be unhappy about Ty Johnson,
2: uh, being active instead of Fournette and Ty Johnson doing nothing more than what he's done the past few weeks, and that's you know in the return game, um then I could see itching for Fournette and wondering why this guy's not getting on the field. But what I found very interesting was that Joe Brady clearly had a had a plan for him. You were you know they'll sure he, he caught a couple balls that were clearly designed to be passes to the running back. What a call on fourth down. Big you know and before that he there was he had one already um, that I think you know resulted in a first down. Or it may it may have been a, a um a well-designed run that resulted in a first down, but whatever, whatever be the case, he got an opportunity this week, and you can only deduce that that opportunity was a product of the change at the top, right? Sure. Like I agree. Johnson got the opportunity because Brady saw some sort of usage for him that uh you know that he could build into a game plan that's it's huge, man yeah. I mean that's 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 huge it, it you know that along with the motion, which we will I, I'm sure see as the days you know uh the next couple of days play out and and some of the more advanced uh stats uh, are reviewed and things like that, the motion and uh the use of uh of Ty Johnson. In the offense, are are two of the biggies uh, for me. I mean, we we had a couple of the Josh design runs. I think draw only, no, um, you know, no, no, like RPO, no powers, you know, it, just draw only. But we saw a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw some explosiveness in the Shakir touchdown, but I'm not sure that that may not have just been a product of the fact. That the Jets defense, this seemed to be the game where the Jets defense eventually said, Oh my God, dude, our offense, is, what the fuck? What the fuck are we doing here? Right. So, you know, those those things, I'm not sure of the sustainability of, of them, but the the intellectual aspect of it to you know to to make a personnel decision in 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 Ty Johnson uh and to make a strategic pre-snap uh, seemingly committed decision. We'll, we'll see when the numbers come out. You know, I'm sure someone will have, you know, number of times that we went in motion, you know what I mean? Sure. Oh well, yeah. Yeah. Her- Turner, <laughs> so,
1: Marino, those guys are going to break that. down. So we take that
2: and, um, yeah, I, you know, we'll, we'll probably see more, uh, more Brady, uh, accolades, you know, because of that one, because you think about the other touchdown, the cook touchdown, that was uh, again, it, you know, you got to think that that's a Brady thing, right there. He, they, the way Romo broke it down, because you know everybody still loves to hate Romo. But Romo is at least someone who can go on there and give you something like that. Maybe not to the extent of you know film buffs, but but Romo can still give you that when most other guys can't. And Romo did a really nice job of pointing out. The same side motion that Cook went into, you know, went into and saw that it was uh, saw that it was man, and then snuck out into the opposite flat for a wide open fucking touchdown. I mean, yeah. that's that's scheming, bro. That's that's better scheming than we've seen in you know in, in the first eleven weeks of the season. It's good shit. <laughs> it is good. It was shit. great shit. It was lots of fun.
1: Um, it was our, lots of fun. Our good Ryan comments. Ryan's We're going to the board, Super Bowl, baby. you little bitches! Ryan's on board. And first that was after some little that bitches that he thrown was, he, in there. He wasn't happy that we're not responding <laughs> to comments. I say it all the time. Most of the people listening are not to the next day. I'm trying to throw these out there. Yeah, I agree about the, the the schemes for sure. Yo, Ryan, if you're still up in about an hour and a half, man, I'll come by the garage. <laughs> um. James Cook, does he not look like a, a different player since getting benched? You know, as, as mad as I was and still kind of am that he got bench a half a half, isn't bit. he running the ball differently? He's hitting that hole much more decisively, I feel like. He's taking on defenders much more physically than he was earlier. There's lots less dancy, prancy shit, and he's hitting the hole hard. He's seeing the field well. He's becoming a weapon again in the passing game. He had the touchdown catch um, today. He just looks like a different running back, for sure, to me. And I like Ty Johnson a lot today. That's definitely offensively anyway, certainly uh, the surprise of the game. I kind of feel like, I mean, Shakir's play, and God, God, you don't put it this way. I I put this on Facebook during the game, too. I don't think you'll ever see a better football throw than that one that Josh Allen made to Khalil Shakir. He was flat-footed. That was a perfect, and I mean perfect, football throw. Hard throw to make, man. There's only a couple guys who could do that. He didn't even get to step into it. I'm telling you, do it flat footed. You, you don't You don't agree with me?
2: I don't, you know what? I'm going to leave
1: Ryan's comment up there for the rest of the podcast just to because he's pissed that we don't respond to people. But,
2: um, <laughs> I missed it. I, 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 I was, oh, you didn't I, see them throw? I got caught oh. in, I got caught in between, um, I stream it downstairs in the bunker, and it's live upstairs in the living room. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of got caught in in okay. between. And by the time I got upstairs, um, you know, Sarah's like, "Did you know that they just scored eighty-one <laughs> so, like, I'm telling you, you'll, like,
1: never, no. you'll never, you'll never. I see it did see the throw.
2: replay, but I've only, i only, got one, I only got one look. Yeah, um,
1: and Shakir made a great play. I mean, he, he hit him perfectly in stride again, just over the or outside the Jets defender. Made some money miss. Bam to the
2: house. That was another not that touchdown, obviously, but that was another example of of the motion. Remember when Romo pointed out the mm-hmm. motion that Mosley uh, you know, Mosley drifted a little bit on the motion and then Shakir yeah. came over yep. the middle after Mosley got drawn a little bit to the motion. I mean, look, it, you know, these, these could easily be things that happen inside of a Ken Dorsey game as well. Okay. I mean, they, they, they may have been there and just, you know, Josh went the other way with it or some, it could be an overreaction. Can
1: I give some credit to somebody who, you know, it's almost taboo to say his name anymore. I'm talking about Jerry Sullivan. Cause I thought, He had an excellent tweet.
2: It should not be taboo to say. Okay, well, whether it is or is I'm just saying
1: there's some people who feel that way. I don't feel that way, and that's why I'm mentioning him on this podcast. I thought he had an excellent tweet basically before the game, and this was going into the game. He said he liked the Bills' offense today in part because players tend to respond well when a coach gets fired, and the reason why is because the players want to look like it was the coach's fault that got fired and not the players don't want to look like it's the player's fault. You know, when an offense is, is faltering, it's funny. Like, it's kind of, I, I feel like that. It's I think it's a combination of Brady calling a really good game. A lot of the stuff specifically that you just talked about, but I also think it was an offense that was really fired up in part, at least because they didn't want to go out there and look like shit and can, you know, be labeled as part of the problem. If the bills go out and they win this game on today, 13 to seven, what are we going to be talking about that it wasn't Dorsey's fault, that it's the player that just don't have it? You know what I mean? Right. So I think there's some credence to that for sure, that the players in part just tend to respond to a a new coach because they don't want to look like they were the problem. I thought that was a good point by Jerry.
2: Yeah, it's funny though because I I believe that uh, that he still is, is a um, – someone that I, I take great interest in their opinions i just i'm not sure that I agree with that one entirely no? to me it's it's it, you know modern uh athlete diva uh you know t- sort of thing um and i'm just i'm not i'm not sure that i buy it i'm not i'm not sure that sure. that that uh, that, uh like I think I think I think Sully still says it like when when Sully called out the offense last year and said that it wasn't looking like a Super Bowl offense and it, let's let's be honest okay you know not that he didn't really really get tied tied up a few weeks later however long after the fact all right with some of his his gender based comments okay but Jerry Sullivan was in everybody's doghouse cuz they pissed off fucking their precious fucking you know sure Great Dane or whatever it is. What do we call Josh? What, what what dog breed do we call Josh? You know, our. Come on, you're not gonna. It's definitely not remember. a Great Dane. I golden don't. Retriever, our big happy Golden Retriever. <laughs> I know you fucking see it, but you, you see it on Twitter because I've seen it a hundred times myself. Yes, but you know Sullivan had the audacity to call out, you know, um, a broken offense, uh, you know, a, a year ago, and then uh, and then everybody piled on when he. Uh, um you know when he said some some dumb shit uh but i still i i wish he still was as prominent a voice as uh as he was then because you know i think that's i think that's that's missing right now but i'm not sure he got this one right i think i think saying that the, that that the the players elevate uh you know to, because you know th- they want to take the the accountability off themselves or it's an opportunity to do that um
1: maybe maybe not, that's not right but i do think the players Maybe they had a, re, a renewed sense of uh, enthusiasm this week under a new coordinator. I'm not taking anything away from Joe Brady. I thought he was outstanding. I, I agree with everything you said about some of the, the play calls and the schemes. What if I would have told you before this game that, hey, Stephon Diggs is going to have four catches for 27 yards, and Gabe Davis, we'll get to him in a little bit too, it's going to have no Why? catches, Why? no Why are we getting the Gabe Davis, Well, because – it's going to be a conversation we're talking about. It's going to be a conversation. Maybe is it worth it? I don't know because maybe this offense doesn't need a number two wide receiver. Zero looked good today, but that's my point. Diggs didn't really do much. Gabe Davis literally did nothing. And you went up and you put up, you know, you scored more points than anyone has scored on the jets all season long. I do agree with you though. I do think this, Defense finally said, "What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? We're tired of this shit, man. <laughs> for, for, for we are real. tired of this like shit." Like the secure, the, the secure
2: touchdown just reeked of a defense that was just they like they kind of uh, folded they, some
1: in the second half. Some of the runs, done. the Bills moving the chains, running the ball in the second half. You could just a demoralized unit. Uh, sauce Gardner with a really stupid um, personal foul penalty on uh, on digs for sure. I don't know. I just this was the best game since Miami. No, was that week four what do we have yeah. week 11 this was the best performance and again i don't know how to look at it though because i'm not the defense played great and we're going to talk about them obviously but i'm not that impressed because the jets suck on offense but that's a good fucking defense that they went out there and just man they they, they stymied their defense i'm early in the game i was like here we go again because the bills were settling for field goals early on i'm like are we going to get over that hump and uh they did. I think that Ty Johnson play specifically, that touchdown was huge. It's 16-6 to six in the third quarter. The Bills got the ball. It's fourth and two on the Jets' 38. And I said it at the time, too. The, the Bills went for I said, you have to go for it. I know Sean McDermott's been playing conservative against shittier offenses, and I understand. But this was the case. I felt like if you don't go for it, you're going to lose your offense. That's how I felt. And it was just a perfect play call. Ty Johnson's wide open. Tight ropes to sideline. Bam. Uh Touchdown! Just uh, I don't know, man. I'm I'm really pleased with this offense, and I'm not going to just say it's one week because it's against a good defense. You should be encouraged offensively beyond this game. Tough schedule, obviously. Yeah. Yes.
2: Yeah. I mean, um, I am encouraged offensively. I I I think uh, I you know I feel better about maybe. Dallas and the Chargers. you know what I mean, or the fact that, you know if 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 we had Denver and New England, I know we do have New England, but you know, if we had a couple of those games or those caliber of opponents, all right, in the back stretch instead of the front stretch, i'd I'd feel I'd feel better about it. I feel. Like, you know, there. I feel like this fucking decision came about two weeks too late. Too <laughs> I mean, just give me the Broncos game. Make the fucking call on, on Dorsey after New England and get me competent play calling in the Broncos game so that I'm fucking, Snip. you know, what, what would
1: I be right now? I don't know. Seven and Seven and four. four. Yeah, it's gonna matter. That it is going to matter. You fucking needed to go to
2: seven and four. You couldn't have lost to the Broncos. You just couldn't, have, you, you couldn't do it, man. You couldn't do it. Agreed. There's reasons we said you
1: couldn't do it. Does this game, does this victory, and we're gonna talk after this? We'll talk defense because it's wait. I don't give a shit who they're playing. This defense Well, you've mentioned about four fun.
2: things that we still have to talk about. And it seems like you know, you're planning this to go a little
1: long here. <laughs> does this game change your outlook for the Bills in terms of you know, you know, you said something last week, and it's really it's stuck with me. The Bills might not be one of the seven teams in the AFC in the playoffs, but nobody's going to tell you that cock- as Chicago scores of no. the, the Blackhawks. We got it. the game Scored on.
2: 30 seconds ago, probably, if you're watching <laughs> fucking live. What the fuck?
1: And I also forgot what I was talking it about. It doesn't matter. I know
2: exactly what your
1: question is. Oh, no one's going to tell you that they're not one of the best five teams or so in the AFC. That's what all you right. said last week. Has that changed at all after this game?
2: At all? It it, it changed when when the week – ended in this game, all right? I'm not just going to say this game. Let's not forget, we have some big shit. What the fuck is Samuelson doing? <laughs> it it changed when two of the contending, uh, you know, the, the wild card contending quarterbacks went down for the season, okay. all right? And then it culminated in the win this week. So that's where the optimism the, you know, and I, I told you this, even though I don't like to talk a whole lot before we, you know, before we come in here, um, I told you what this week felt like is it brought nine wins into play for a playoff spot. You know, even even with the you know the tiebreaker starting to go against us. Look, you know, if you if you had eight losses in in the football season, if you're tied with someone else who has eight losses, chances are their conference record ain't that great either. All right. So what I feel like this week did is the early part of the week brought nine games back into play. You know, to uh, playoffs. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, back into play for a nine game uh, winner, and then today we got you know one win closer to that nine i'm still going to try to find a way to get to 10 all right i'm i'm still going to pretty much talk that way uh, until we get that you know maybe seventh loss um and then we have the bye week also that bye week's going to be a big week in terms of you know where we are after Kansas City you know when you leave fact- the bye
1: before Kansas City we- What's that? They got the bye.
2: That's what I mean. That the bye week in between Philly and KC is going to be a very telling week, um, even when it comes to when even, even when the Kansas City week is over. And you know what I mean. Um, before it, after it, whatever. Um, see, I don't even have the. Ability, I, I don't even have the. Ryan uh, the, the multi, I don't the even have the multitasking <laughs> ability to go to that side of the screen right now. So, you know, back to your point though, the week as a whole was one that bred a lot of optimism because of the injuries uh and then and then the win today. And it brought and you know to put that into into something tangible more than just optimism again. I think it brought nine wins. You know, back on the, on onto the table. I don't know. The nine ever really felt like it was on the table because teams are sitting out there. You know, at six and three for the most part, and, and that's looking like you know, you know that that trajectory is is that it's going to take ten and seven, and then the quarterbacks go down. You know, who wasn't putting the fucking bangles in the, in the wild That's, card after they beat absolutely, us? Who uh, wasn't putting the bangles in the wild card after they beat us? Sure. Now they're sitting there with six losses and no and and they don't have their, co- their quarterback.
1: I, I'm not sure about the nine-win thing. I mean, it's possible because the AFC North could just beat up on each other. So it's at least possible. I still think it's going to take 10 wins to get into the playoffs. What has changed optimistically, if you're a Bills fan that I completely agree with, is Joe Burrow going down for the season. To me... Before that injury, it was all right. Let's assume Baltimore wins that division. To me, you had Cincinnati as a lock to make the playoffs as a wild card, and then you got two more spots with teams fighting. Now Cincinnati, all bets are off with them. They're up to five losses, and they don't have Bro for the year. I think Cincinnati's probably done. So now you got Houston, and yeah, Houston. I almost said, well, Houston, no, Houston, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, Buffalo. That's four fighting for three spots. And this is assuming the Bills don't win the division which that's not out of play i'm telling you that's not out of play but anyway that's four and maybe still the chargers although there are maybe one more loss away from being toast i mean
2: they're six they're yeah, at six right yeah, now i yeah. think i just i think i keep putting the the bangles at one more loss than i should because I think they got five losses because they yeah because they have or they had their buy already as many teams did i think last week i wanted to put them at at five already and I think this week I just put them at at six, <laughs> so I keep I keep giving uh, Cincy one more loss than uh, than they have.
1: I I'm at a point now where I think the Bills could still get to ten because I think they can run off. You know we're not even talking about the Miami game in Week 18. The Bills Bills play Miami really well. The Bills are more than capable of beating Miami. Not impressive by the way today at all. Miami against the Raiders, but a win is a win. Um, they certainly could beat I Miami. They're going to beat New England. They better beat New England. So that's two. I certainly think they could beat the Chargers on the road because the Chargers play no defense. Even though they're an enigma, that's three. And I think they could beat Dallas at home. That's four. And that's assuming they lose to Philly and Kansas City. Season could be on the brink over the next two weeks because they could drop those two games. And then I do and, think and the and bills be forced are... to
2: go 4 I
1: Then be forced to run the yes. table.
2: All of the, you know, if
1: if those four
2: were maybe spread out a little bit more, I'd feel better. Um, but the two losses would force them to, you know, to, to run the team. In, we'll, in, in, in your scenario where, you know, where it I takes think it's 10. realistic,
1: though, can you, would you gladly take a one and one? I mean, you want to win every game, but even if they could go one and one against Philly and Kansas City, I almost like, I'd like would you up. sign up for that right now yeah. before the games are played? I think I would. I'd give me, I'd do it either way
2: you like. I need, I need one and one over the next two or I need two and two over the next four. Mm-hmm. I, I, need, I need either one of those scenarios. I need to play. I need to, I'm good with 500 football over the next four games, which then means we have to end the season with wins over New England and Miami. Be right back, folks.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Learn more at marines.com.
1: All right, I'm back here with Tone Pucks. We are talking about a a big and very obviously much needed Buffalo Bills victory over the New York Jets, 32 to six. Again, the most points the Jets have given up all season. Only the second time in the last 11 contests where the Bills have scored more than 27 points against the Jets. Look, we've been talking about offense. We've been talking about optimism and and future, you know, big picture stuff. We got to talk about the defense at least a little bit. I don't care who they were playing. They're just a dominant performance by the defense. Six sacks, four turnovers, three of them on defense, one special teams. Uh, The three defensive takeaways, the most they've had in a game since Washington all the way back in week three, the Jets were 0 for 11 on third downs. The whole entire game, you don't convert a single third down Zach Wilson, seven of 15 for 81 yards, a touchdown, interception, five sacks, and then he got benched. And then there are two superstar players. Brees Hall, 10 carries. He did score a touchdown on a short pass. But that aside, 10 carries, 23 yards. Garrett Wilson, two catches for nine yards. Um, what a fucking mess. The Jets offense is. It just shows you you could have the best skill position players, but if your line is weak and your quarterback is not good. You got nothing um in the NFL. Just Jesus, what a what a what a dominating performance there by the defense. Uh wh- you know what? Who do you want to talk about specifically on the defense? Anybody? Let's talk about Leonard Floyd. This was, you know, I've had a oh, lot of bad. Takes. Listen,
2: listen, man. What? All right. I mean, they played maybe the worst fucking second overall pick in the history of football that he's got no future in this league whatsoever. He's just on his rookie contract still. So th- th- he ended up, you know, mm-hmm. uh, just kind of being able to, t- you know, to be a backup. Um, it's fucking kid is just an absolute disaster. And I don't Do really care to himself? talk about anybody on this defense. Oh, come on. Well, I'm sorry, but my God, man, I, I I mean, fucking you could have fucking jumped the passes that Razul (laughs) Douglas jumped today. All right. Look, I'm glad the turnovers happened. I'm glad the sacks happened and I'm hoping we can carry some of that momentum into, you know, the, the weeks to come. But that dude, that dude is a bum, all right. None of those sacks happen with an uh um with a replace, even a replacement level quarterback, a total middle of the pack quarterback. None of that shit ha- you have no idea what the stats look like uh against even a, a mid a halfway competent quarterback. Today. Their, I, spend can't, them all I can't do anything. I I cannot. Just I can't say anything in praise of the defense. It was so pathetic. The offense. I mean, it's just utterly com- incapable of producing plus plays um, at all. I mean, I've I never, it. I've never, I've never seen an offense that
1: bad. Um, they suck, dude. That kid, fucking sucks. He's not, he's not good. I said at the top of the podcast and before the show too, it's like a lose, lose for the bills. Defensively you dominate this team offense or, you know, their offense you're supposed to, if you don't, then it's going to look even worse. Look, at least the jets are capable of running the football and staying close in games. They beat a couple good. They beat the Eagles for Christ. This is the same New York jets team. that beat the Eagles where the bills are going to play at next week. This is the same jets team that should have beat the Kansas City Chiefs on Sunday night football. They should have won that football game. They beat the Bills in week one. So, I mean, I'm not going to not give any credit to the defense. And I want to, again, Leonard Floyd, dude, two and a half sacks. He's got nine and a half sacks this season already, nine and a half. And I've been wrong. I've had a lot of shit takes. God damn if I had been a lot of shit takes. That ain't one of them though. I said before the season started, I really liked him and he was you gotta blew that off a little. Bit. Take you were, it easy. You're right. you borderline still, uh, dismissive of it.
2: Uh, no, no, you're right. I was borderline dismissive uh, of it, but I was also absolutely first to the fucking bond is washed fucking uh, side side of it too. <laughs> so right. that's a fair trade. Yeah, I I, you know, I, look, I didn't. I don't want
1: to be right about bond being washed, but bond's washed overall. Just you know, this season, what 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 a great pickup Leonard Floyd's been. Yeah, nice, nah, nice, sweet. Nine and a half sacks, and there's still what seven seven games left? To no, be, you know? it's
2: it's it's uh thank God, man. <laughs> thank God for it because I, I, I think, you know, uh we're just not getting the return of Miller that we hoped. Um, and we'd probably be in some trouble getting after the quarterback uh with Rousseau's. Uh, you know, uh this probably is is headed down the track of a uh, another we'll call it an injury plague season where he doesn't miss any time, but everybody makes excuses for him. Um, so we're headed
1: towards yeah, sad that today. So, but, yeah. so, and,
2: yeah. you know, Epinesa here and there. No, the Bills would be in, uh, you know, their pass rush has has uh, been bailed out by the by the late signing uh, of, of Floyd.
1: For sure. Uh, you mentioned Russell Douglas and saying that I could jump somebody else. Maybe you're right, but I'm going to tell you, I had a podcast. He's a good
2: player. I, he's,
1: po- I just don't uh, don't get me wrong. I'm gonna. I'm I was impressed with him
2: last week. I'm gonna week. I'm gonna minimize his 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 uh, results today by virtue of the the competition. But I just I mean, great great fucking trade. All right, he's a good he's a good player. And man, the injury, with the injury bug, all the more necessary. Um, Thank goodness we have we have him.
1: I uh, I did three bright spots from the Denver game last week, and he was one of them. I thought he played really well. Two interceptions today, um, a, fu- a fumble recovery. He signed next year for $9 million, so this ain't no rental, man. No, and I'm, the way I'm, he looks I'm, today, that, that is a lock that he will be back for the Bills. I think the question is going to be, does he get an extension? Maybe he can kind of lower his cap it for next year. Uh, I'm going to say something that probably – Well, I
2: wish you uh, – you know, I wish – Fucking! I was negotiating with you. If uh, you know what I mean, like what? What do you think? Beans just—he made about three million today. Roswell Douglas did. I'm not. I'm not ready to sign an extension on the. Uh, on the back of 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 this one. I get it. Uh, well, you don't want
1: to have a 9 million dollar cap hit though for him next year. You might be able to to lower that cap hit for a couple of years if Oh, that's an excellent point.
2: Deal. If you like him for, if you like him for the future. Oh, I then, do. Yes, that's what I'm I'm, I'm just busting balls oh. that yeah, I'm not going to go like obviously he's got the uh got a big advantage after after what he pulled today. I'm going to need a few more games to kind of, you know, find that that middle ground in salary. But well, yes, I'm I'm with you. I think Douglas um you know, the, the future with him uh, is is every bit in play. Uh, and I, I felt that when they made the trade, too, when I saw he was, you know, um, he was under contract for, you know, for next year, even if they had to just write out the contract. Um, I'm excited about him. I'm actually a kind of I've, I've got some excitement about the Bills secondary as a as a whole beyond this year but i'll where 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 were you when you were talking about douglas just now
1: i was in the process I mean, of we making should be a point. ramping up the I'm in a, i was anyways, in the process of making to... a point where you completely cut me off that's, where, I... that's where we were yeah and just just fucking i'm gonna say to something i'm gonna say something that a, maybe a good chunk of bills fans might not want to hear and it's not no diss to him but rasul douglas is better than trey white That's my personal opinion. I think, and I'm talking Trey White before the injury, obviously against Miami, like this year's version of Trey White, who I thought was really good. I think Russell Douglas is better. I think Rasul Douglas at 9 million next year is a much higher percentage to be on this team. Whereas Trey White, because the, the ball is in the Bill's court when it comes to Russell Douglas. And that was it when, when they traded for him. You love the guy. He's already under contract. You don't love him. You could cut him and save $9 million because he's not guaranteed one penny for next season. But look, Christian Benford's cheap. He's still got two more years under team control after this season. Rasul Douglas is your other corner. Trey White has had two crazy major injuries. And he's got like a $17 million cap in next year. You're telling me that you can't see a very realistic scenario where the bills, in part because of financial reasons, a lot because of financial reasons, just say, we got to move on from Trey White. We already got two pretty cheap corners. $9 million for a CB1 is not that expensive, by the way. No, not at all. Not at so, all. I, I think he's better. I think he's playing. I think he's a stickier corner. Look, I am I love Trey, man. I, I do. I love Trey. I'd love to have both of them next year. It'd be great. But you've got Christian Benford. And he's a starter rookie contract, man. I don't see Trey White back next year. I just don't. you so uh, I are mean, talking about it now. I get it, but.
2: There's nothing wrong with talking about the, you know, the feeling that you get from watching, you know, an obvious replacement for the guy, you know, just in this season alone uh, coming off of a big game, you know? And I just don't think that um, the four games that we saw Trey in this year were a fair indicator of which way he might be trending to me. I, I felt like he was uh, rediscovering his old self a little bit. Now that could just be the fact that, you know, the bills played yeah. Zach Wilson, fucking Jimmy Garoppolo and and Sam Howell, you know what I mean? For three out of the four weeks and, and two and the one that he got injured. Um, I'm not ready to, I'm not ready to take that leap. I don't, I don't think with, with Douglas, um, but it does look as though, at the very least, there's there's no drop off from where right. we, where we would have been with Trey, and there is there is plenty of reason for excitement um, about uh, about Douglas coming off of off of today, and Good I point. think I, I think there's reason for optimism across the board in the secondary uh, because there are a lot of guys. That I think would be candidates, guys currently on the roster in depth roles, be it on uh, uh, the outside corner or in the slot. I think there's guys that might be candidates to replace uh, the two aging safeties. Um, you know, right? Come come next year, man. I mean, I I can read. Look, I don't know. Well, what Mike
1: ca- is a free agent.
2: Mike is a free agent. Did, did we go two with Poyer? We did we go, two. go two. We,
1: we, we went with two. Yeah. So Poyer's under contract next year, but it's a very easy to get out of contract. Should they decide that the they want to go in another direction, it wouldn't it wouldn't hurt them to go. In uh, well, I just direction.
2: like the, I like the depth. I like the depth uh, sure. of the and and the fact that some of them are young enough right now. Where I think you know, Benford was talked about as a safety. If he if he Solidifies himself as a starting corner, then I think that's off the table because corners are more important, you know what I mean? Um, but you know, you got Cam Lewis filling a filling a role right now, played in, well today, you know, in 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 Taryn Johnson's spot. I, I'm not saying that the Bills necessarily want to mess with the success of Taryn Johnson, but if if things start to happen a little differently where where he is not quite as good in coverage as he once was doesn't doesn't taryn johnson seem like someone who could who could learn jordan poyer's role on the on in the in the back end of his uh, of his of his contract you know fucking elam is is a guy i just i had that thought this week and i know it go it's it's meaningless right now because we actually are are healthy back there at safety for the first time in a while both of them are healthy despite the, you know, the corner injuries, you know, I'm, I'm still, I'm glad to have Hyde and Poyer healthy going into these two games. All right. I'm glad that we have them, but I, I was kind of, and am kind of writing them off in the not too distant future. And during the course of the week, one of the thoughts that that crossed my mind was man, some of that cornerback depth uh, I think could, could easily transition uh, you know, to, to being safeties in this league. So, you know,
1: you know so up- I want to be the first to that. If that shit happens, <laughs> I want this clip saved. Credit. All right. If
2: that, if that happens, I want this, I, I want this clip saved. Cause I am, I am predicting that perhaps an in-house corner uh, is a, is a replacement to a starting safety come next year.
1: Well, look, well, to put a wrap on Douglas, m- let's say this. If the bills didn't trade for him, we'd be going into the off season with Christian Benford, a question mark about when and if Trey's even coming back, and then potentially having to rely again on maybe even Kyrie Elam. And the Bills, let's assume they don't have big money to spend on a corner in free agency, which I do not think they're going to. So now you got Douglas. So you got Douglas and Benford, worst case. Now you mentioned that by the way. Christian Benford, there was a lot of talk this offseason and, and uh, about rumors, flirtation that Benford could play safety. There maybe there'll be a scenario bedford could be the safety and you could have douglas and Trey white at your corners so it certainly is on the table so just douglas being here I
2: wonder if trey could play free yeah uh, I, don't, I don't know i, mean, I want to bring I,
1: up Go ahead. Uh,
2: nah yeah i don't know i don't know i don't know what the limitations uh, uh in terms of range you know might be with uh however he comes back but uh or if the benefit of of the of, of the money you know what I mean? If they if they were to cut him, if the benefit is just too great. But um, you know, I'm 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 wondering if if something at safety could can salvage the back end for, Possibly. for
1: Trey. Possibly. Let me read uh two comments from uh somebody in the Eye of the Moment. Um his first one one's most underrated Bill says Lorenzo Alexander. He was talking about Leonard Floyd. I, I think that's a pretty good take. And then he also says a question for you guys, hypothetical, if Rogers plays we get the W. Do the Bills still get the W? Um, Chicago just scored again?
0: Oh, no, uh, it's highlights. highlights.
1: All right. Um, I still think the Bills win this game. First of all, they have to win. They had to win the game. Secondly, that Jets, everything you said about Zach Wilson is true. He fucking sucks, and he's a scrub. But I don't think any quarterback's going to have a lot of success behind that offensive line. I mean, they were really, really, really bad. So. Like,
2: the few sacks that I saw him take were – I just saw uh... – a kid to hold on to the football too long. That's the, the few that I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe the bills had pressure all game. They did. They certainly ended up in a, uh, they certainly ended up in a spot to where, you know, they knew they, they, you know, they knew they had to throw the football and then we could pin our tape, uh, pin our ears back on them. I just, I cannot, um, pass rush in particular, pass rush in particular. um, it's difficult for me to heap too much praise on on that side of the ball. Takeaways, takeaways are tough. You know, takeaways are tough to get. So while I might say that you could have jumped the same balls that Roswell Douglas jumped, um, you know, that's, bullshit that's you know takeaways ain't easy to come by in in the nfl no, they're even not. under the shittiest of circumstances you know but wanna, man, oh man, i want
1: to mention one more guy because yeah. you talk about a takeaway Ty, i thought and i've been really hard on him i thought tyrell dotson had a very good game today um he played well especially first half a lot of tackles at the line of scrimmage and he had you said takeaways are hard and they are hard he had a really nice hit that led to the fumble that douglas recovered and was like this close to being uh A touchdown because he lateraled it to Micah Hyde, who would have scored. Um, I thought Tyrell Dodson played fantastic today, and I mean, it goes without saying, (laughs) he's gonna have to. This whole defense is gonna have to step up because you're not seeing until weeks what 17 to New Year's Eve, you're done with the uh, with the Zach Wilson's of the world. Now you're playing the big boys. You got you got Jalen Hurts, you got Mahomes, you got Dak Prescott, you got Justin Herbert, you got Tua. So you better, you <laughs> better, you better come to play, man. A couple things that annoyed from, from this game, and it's hard to find a lot of critical things. You fucking won the game thirty-two to six. By the way, Ryan Galvin has set a, a record for complaining the most about putting comments up on this uh, on this live stream. Special teams. I am real. What, are you watching this? What are you doing here? What's what are we doing here? I'm, uh, I'm multi. score. i th- no, 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 no. I'm it's thinking about. Two.
2: I'd missed the second goal. You missed our – we had the 2-1 lead when when, when Chicago Who scored. Who scored the
1: second goal? Skinner. You know? Skinner? Yeah. All right. Listen, special teams for the Bills. I If there's one thing about this entire game that pissed me off, and it's not that the game was ever in doubt because I think it was pretty obvious early on the Bills weren't losing on this day. Fucking special teams again. So the Bills are up. It's 16-0. Two minutes left in the half. They had the Jets pin on their own. Uh, it was like 24-yard line, fourth and two. And the Jets, ballsy call, credit to them. But they execute a uh, a successful fake punt. Then they go around the field, and they ultimately score a touchdown. And instead of it being, at worst, 16 nothing, maybe 19 or even 23 nothing at the half, it's 16-6 going in the locker room. You kind of lost a lot of those good-feeling vibes that you know the Bills racked up for What 28 minutes of the first half? Matthew Smiley, he deserves to get fired. (laughs) I'm fucking (laughs) over it. Dude, the special teams, Uh, no one in the world puts more resources in the special teams than the Buffalo fucking Bills. Am I wrong? Do they not? All right. This has been a problem all I'm fine.
2: I'm fine with the point that the Bills sink a disproportionate amount of money in the special teams. And it's kind of goofy. All right. I'm fine with that point. I'm also fine with the point that the special teams like, isn't good. I maybe, I, I don't know. Maybe they're, they're terrible. All right. Then they're terrible. What I, what I'm certain of is this. All right. in a in a season where he caught all kinds of shit for firing his offensive coordinator and you know, nobody wants to uh or he's not taking any accountability you know people want to say that he's not taking any accountability the last thing this motherfucker is going to do is turn around and fire a special teams coordinator in the same year so it's not even up for for discussion with
1: me he deserves All right? it. it's
2: not even up for discussion with well maybe if, if if there wasn't already one sacrificial lamb it's worth addressing but it ain't Happening so fucking. Agreed Guy that. Smiley is going to be your fucking defensive or, or special teams coordinator. All right, from now until the end of the until the end of the year, Guy Smiley. I'm never going <laughs> to get it. Never, never, never. <laughs> you remember Guy Smiley? <laughs> no, I don't. Sesame Street, motherfucker. Oh, okay. Yo, There'll I ju- it just dawned on me last week. Little
1: lamb. <laughs> it just dawned on me last week. You were on the show on Monday, and the Bills played on Monday night. So we did a kind of a preview. Show. Oh, we never even talked about. We, we didn't do. We didn't do. A oh, post- good, another hour. No, we're not that's not happening. That's not happening. Come on. But it, had you been on? Had you been on for the the post game? I'm telling you, I would have lost. I did lose my shit. We might have been fighting if you would have blamed. You just talked about what have you talked about? Getting the nine wins, ten wins. <laughs> you could talk about how bad Josh Allen was. On Monday, you could talk about how bad Ken Dorsey, if that's where people want to go with it, how bad he was, how the defense played well, but they couldn't close the game out yet again. At the end, Denver scored on their last two possessions, long drives to win the game. But at the end of the day, all the shit that the Bills did wrong, the game is fucking over if you don't have 12 guys on the field. After using two timeouts, they couldn't communicate. To make sure. And it was Leonard Floyd who was the 12th guy who never came off. Five guys came off, six went on. Leonard Floyd did not know, never came off the field. And the Bills had no timeouts. You had one, not one timeout, but two timeouts. So whether it was McDermott, Smiley, or both, how do you not communicate to every guy who's out there for that third down play? Get off the fucking field. The Bills literally lost to the Denver Broncos quite literally and no other reason because of special teams. That's it. That's it. If he's off the field, everything that happened in the first 59 and a half minutes doesn't mean shit because the Bills still found a way to win. They lost because of special teams. That's it. And this has been a problem all year. The Jets game, overtime, first game of the season, punt, return, touchdown. Special teams has been fucking disastrous. Not Reggie Gilliam today, though, because he set the tone on the first play of the game. Fucking smacked Gibson, fumble, Bills get it, three nothing, just like that. But special teams has been a disaster. I don't, I agree he's not getting fired, but he deserves to get fired. Maybe. No. Yeah.
2: I, I, you know, I, I, uh, I think the accountability for last week's um you know end of game debacle. Um I think that's a shared accountability. I think I think the player, the uh and, and both coaches uh have to take some there. I, I just that
1: say that, that all that, say it in all cases
2: though. You can, but this one was really, really weird, man. This one was this one was just Really, really weird. I mean, what does Smiley do differently? I don't know. You know, if you're going one for you one. You make sure all are 11 you guys. Sure, are you making sure that, you know, that uh, that six. Lindall
1: Joseph got off the field. He weighs 10,000 pounds and he's new to the team and he knew to get off the field. I know. I know. I, it was a tough. It was. It was. A tough I hate one. reliving it. But my point was here's the Special teams has just been a big, big, big problem for the Bills. I'd all like to make month. a
2: point on that one, though, that I never got a chance to make. People out there talking like you knew what Denver was doing. I think it's. And I think you're one of them. I think you've said that. I think, like, there are people that are like, you knew Denver was just doing this and this. You needed to be ready. Bullshit. They
1: took a kneel. They kneeled down I, three times. I.
2: I, I it, and and every time they did it, it was stupider than the time before. I couldn't believe they were. I couldn't either,
1: but that's what they
2: were doing. I thought they, they had I, no timeouts. Yeah, I don't know. I right up until the last kneel, dude. I thought they were still going to try to, to, to gain you know, yards. You know what? Right it, up until the last kneel, I felt like they were still trying to gain yards. You know what? Ended I up was. Happening? I couldn't believe they tried to do a fight. They did a fire drill, and all it had to catch was one guy off guard, and that's
1: what happened. Look, you know know what ended up happening, too. At the end of the first half of the Denver game, Denver kicked a field goal as time was expiring on the fly, too, and the defense stayed out for that. And this time, at the end of the game, they called special teams field goal block. Now, Sean McDermott on that third down, AJ Epinesa and Shaq Lawson were the ends, and Greg Rizzo, they should have been out on third down, too. Then you wouldn't have had to get Leonard Floyd off because he wouldn't have even been on the field to begin with. Anyway. I don't reliving that shit is pointless. Other than the fact to say that the special teams has just been a huge fucking problem all season long. And it was today. The, the sore spot of the bills today was that fake punt. It's literally maybe the only thing the jets stayed good. The whole goddamn game was that fake punt and subsequent drive that followed it. That was it for the day. Uh, you mentioned Von Miller too. I got a really small list of annoying shit from that game. Von Miller. He's just, what do you, at what point do you say? Him being on the field gives the Bills defense a less lesser chance to succeed because he's just not doing anything. He's running 20 yards past the quarterback. I noticed like four times today. Just runs past the quarterback. He dropped into coverage at least once. It's like, what, what what are we doing here? Because every time he's on the field, that means that AJ Epinesa, Rizzo, or, or Shaq Lawson, even hell, even Jonathan King, or Kingsley Jonathan at this point. Someone that should be on the field to me at this point that's just better than him. But he's your big ticket guy, and you're paying him a fuckload of money, and he ain't going nowhere this year or next year. But to me, I'm almost at the point where it's like, well, let's worry about next year with him. Get him right during the off season, get him in and blowouts, and let him get his reps. I don't know because he's just not doing anything. Zero. He's given the Bills zero, What seven games now? He's done nothing. Nothing. I got
2: nothing. I don't know what to. I don't know what to do in that spot. I mean, he's a. He's a. He's a He's a uh, hall of famer. I think he still has, you know, bo- a voice in the room and oh, he, he definitely and, he, does. and he keeps, you know, and he's he on the podium telling,
1: every week, every he Wednesday.
2: Keeps telling these uh these coaches that it's coming, you know what I mean? Um and but
1: you know, the uh isn't even Yeah, I, I,
2: I take that his back. Snap he's count. Almost
1: of, had a snack sack
2: one his, time this year. His snap count will dictate, will dictate that. I don't think he
1: ever sees the bench. I don't think he ever sees the bench. It just comes down to But is he hurting the team by you know? being out there? If he's out there 25 snaps a game, isn't that hurting the team? If he's not doing anything, he's the Gabe Davis of the Bills fucking defense right now, man. Yeah. Things. I mean, maybe his name, his presence out there. Maybe that matters. Right. Maybe he's, see it all maybe, he's, over the place. maybe he's getting double teams and commanding attention. That's helping other players. That's the best thing I can come Sometimes up with.
2: Sometimes we just don't know. Right. I mean, yeah. we're, we, we've got a hockey team here that there's a bunch of smart people out there who can't figure out how, why Eric Johnson. All right. Uh, doesn't sit down and, in, in you know, um, for, for how much he's lost, uh, in, in a step and, uh we see it all the time. We just, Mm. you you know, you, you see it all the time, uh, where, where coaches, you know, side with a player, uh, for one reason or another, uh, keeping that player in, in, in the lineup that, that leaves a lot, you know, it's fan base scratching their heads. And, uh, I don't know that we're to the point of scratching our heads on Von Miller quite yet. I don't know that you're saying you're totally scratching your head on why he's out there, but you are, you know, saying that, um, you know, that you could eventually get there. And, and if he doesn't progress at all, then it is a bit of a head scratcher why on game days he's out there.
1: I want to read a comment from uh, from Buffalo Davis. I think this is a good point. He says, where, Rizzo, where has Rizzo been? Well, to, mu- to what I'm talking about, you see in a lot of third down and in obvious pass situations, you're seeing Vaughn Miller out there with Leonard Floyd. Leonard Floyd obviously needs to be out there. He's been their pass- best pass rusher. He's taking snaps away from guys like Rizzo. Rizzo had a sack, too, by the way. He had the first sack of the game for the Bills um, today. So that's kind of my point. To some extent, Vaughn Miller being out there, every pass rush he's out there is a pass rush that Greg Rizzo's not. And I think Greg Rizzo is just a better football player right now than uh, than Vaughn Miller. So I don't know. I, I guess I, we'll, we'll see because now they're playing really good teams coming up. And if Vaughn's got anything left, now's definitely definitely the time to see him. Last point, I did mention Gabe Davis here zero catches, zero targets. It's one thing to not have a catch. It's another thing to play 60 minutes. And he probably played almost every step, maybe to the end of the game when they were just pounding the ball, um, kind of running the clock out. But I don't know how to feel about this because on one hand, this is your wide receiver two. He's had three games now. He had zero, he had zero catch or one catch or zero catches, nine catches against Tampa, one catch and zero catches. He's last three games, not counting Tampa, he's got one catch. Combined in three games. Today, not even a target, but the offense was efficient, man. They use, they utilized the running backs in the passing game a lot. Uh, Dalton Kincaid had six catches. I think he had five in the first half. You obviously got Stephon Diggs. Shakir's becoming a bigger part of this offense. I don't know if I should be mad that Gabe Davis ain't doing shit. Like, I don't know. I don't know how to feel. I know it's going to be a big talking point, though, this week. I guarantee you that. Like, not after a win, negative though. stuff. Not after a win, right? people you know how gabe day you know that's a hot topic discussion it is
2: well look i think one of the things that we've learned a little bit about over the course of the past few years uh you know
1: a lot of bills twitter uh um, somebody said "Yeah, Diggs and davis uh leanne king yeah Diggs and davis ruined my fantasy team this week a lot of things ruined my fantasy team this week but anyway go ahead um who are we talking about? <laughs> this is you went almost a full hour before that last week. I think you were like four or five times into what we what are we talking about? <laughs> this part of the podcast. Talking about Gabe Davis. Just was an no animal. no no involvement. An no involvement in the offense. Literally, what I don't think it's going to be a
2: huge talking point in a uh um in a win week. But what I do think, uh and I remember now, what I feel like we've learned a little bit, you know, about the past few years is. um separation right i mean we've you know we've yeah. we've been able to to pay attention to separation beyond the eye test uh, over right. the course of the past few years and we've questioned not us but well, not me anyways i'm not good in that uh you know vernacular um but it, we've seen it questioned uh, the Bills overall, uh you know, route separation. And we talk a lot about it as it relates to offensive coordinators. But we know, right, that it also relates to the player's ability to create that separation. And at the end of the day, man, all right, you know, inside the box, uh, you know, uh, uh, other than, you know, a lot of... Uh, you know fire drill uh, we we've seen Gabe do great in fire drill, and obviously when he can stretch the field, you know um, with uh, with 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 cover one, but that's where what you know it coincides with the two shell safeties, right? Everybody started playing those two shell safeties and we started to really see Gabe Davis's uh, production drop. And we just don't we you don't get the separation you know it from 15 and in from him that it, it just seems to be you know in terms of uh, maybe it's his frame maybe it's just you know he's you know he doesn't move he doesn't have the 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 fluidity in the hips whatever it is that makes good route runners gain separation mm-hmm. that is a that is not a strength of Gabe Davis's all right no. and i think we have seen enough Uh, you know, examples of it now to know that, um, that we would probably be overpaying for his potential in the next contract. Not happening. And I just, we're not doing it, but that's, you know, I kind of talked to my, I I started by talking about separation and then the the part about the two high safeties, you know, I, I stumbled into that along, along the way. And that really does coincide with it, man. You know, uh-huh. ever since teams started to to go too high across the NFL against the uh, saber score, against the stud quarterbacks, you know what I mean? Yeah, good I'm to take it away
1: from your take. It's no, a, it's a great a take. Shit. Hey, fucking, like that, Eric <laughs> it was Ryan Johnson, Eric Johnson. Yeah, him. <laughs> yeah, no, Ryan's the good one, right? Everybody wants to play. Eric Ooh, Johnson scores. Thing. Nice play, too. Man. Saber's up 3 2. No, look, I, I agree. With what Go Sabre. What you said about Gabe. Yeah, Gabe's. Look, he, hopefully he'll give them something. At some point, they're going to need him. You know what I mean? For whatever reason, he gets open and nobody pays attention. Maybe he'll have that 100 yard four catch 100 yard and a touchdown game in a game that they're gonna have to win obviously but it's just it's frustrating that he's doing nothing on an individual aspect but from a team offensive aspect i don't give a shit who produces if they look like they did against the jets which for the last time we could talk and you don't want to praise any you know give the defense any That's praise not entirely true well mostly and it's not wrong because their offense is fucking atrocious, but their defense, for every bit as atrocious as the Jets' offense is, their defense is that good. And the Bills' offense looked really good um, against them. And by the way, one last thing, I like Deontay Hardy, just the most world's most expensive punt returner. <laughs> I'm off. I'm off that train on him. One carry, minus two yards. I tried to be a Deontay Hardy guy. It's just, it's not, it's not working with him. So he'll, he'll. I'm sure he'll be a cut um, this off season. Hold on, hold on.
2: I want to say something
1: Mm -hmm. because
2: when you said Hardy, it made me think of it. Uh, that I missed on it with with Gabe, too, because this thought did cross my head with Gabe, but I think it was right around the time Johnson scored. Um, give Brady a couple weeks just to see if guys like Gabe and Hardy can get brought into the you know, that's fair. can get brought into the fold. I'm not optimistic. I'm not optimistic, but you can only do so much at a time. I don't think he had much of a chance to do much of anything other than just prepare for the jets today. But in, in doing so, you know, you know, he was able to put a stamp on it a little bit with Ty Johnson, um, able to get Kincaid in space in the middle, uh, you know, get the motion going, you know, that, those sort of things. So, you know, if we're optimistic If Brady makes us optimistic, then we should at least hold out hope that some of the other, um, you know, lesser uh, performing uh, or or underperforming pieces of the offense could eventually find their way back in, whether it's Gabe or Hardy. Uh, you know, who knows? Or maybe it's just, you know, finding more ways to get Shakir the ball. Maybe it's not hardy at all, which would be fine. I don't get sure. a shit. You know what I mean? Maybe Shakir just is is, you know, because of, of his fit um in the middle of the field against other teams' schemes, uh, you know, and, and finding holes in, in in defensive second levels, you know, m- maybe Shakir just is better at doing that than Gabe Davis is at beating a CB2
1: and <laughs> sure, separating yeah, yeah.
2: from a CB2. And then that might just be the case. And Gabe Davis is still going to have the name recognition to get himself paid this off season. And I, you know, Gabe Davis was a lot of fucking fun in, in a lot of ball games, man. I don't care. You know, I ain't going to be a Gabe Davis hater. Even if he, Me neither. even, even, even if he just, even, even if it just fizzles out over this, you know, the, the, the remainder of likely short remainder of his bills career. I ain't going to hate on Gabe Davis, man. No. It just, it is what it is. Team started to play that, you know, that too high shell, you know, his post route was, was, was taken away and it's been a real struggle to, uh, to find ways to get him the football. Yeah.
1: Look, I'm not going to hit on Gabe Davis either. Although that drop, that he had in that Denver game was a terrible drop that led to an interception. But yeah, look, I'm not going to hit on him either. The only thing that's changed with me with Gabe Davis is I'm fully confident that he's going to go be playing somewhere else next year because he's going to get a contract. And I just don't think the bills have the money or the desire to, to pay a wide receiver to that much money. You can get Justin shorter to, Go out there off IR and play next year and do what he's doing right now. Basically, I think we are. Yeah. Last point too, with Brady, I, I think the best thing he did this whole week was I think he went back to the Jets game and said, "This is not going to happen." I'm talking about the opening game, first uh, week one. He's like, "This shit ain't going to happen again. We're not going to lose because we turned the ball over four times. Even the the plays, the biggest plays of the day today that worked. And this is no one. You know, I'm not. Criticized, and I think this was actually brilliant. But like the touchdown to Ty Johnson for 28 yards, what was that? Two yards in the air. The touchdown to Shakir that went for 81 yards. That was a 15 yard pass. He was not going to force the ball on the field, and I think that was part of Brady's game plan. You know, throwing to the tight end. Kincaid didn't really do shit in the week one, or no, nor did Dawson Knox. I just think using the running backs and the tight end and the short passes to Diggs. Every pass to Diggs was probably 10 yards, maybe. Or less, um, in the air. Some people call it dink and dunk. When when you're playing the Jets, I think that's effective because when their offense is that bad, all you got to do is not turn the ball over. This would have been the outcome in Week One if Josh doesn't throw three interceptions, right?
2: Probably, uh, probably. Uh, you know, I, I t- it's uh, two well-designed touchdown plays today to the to to two different running backs. Yeah, man, love it, man. That's that's uh, that is not. St- something i think we we expected you know ty
1: johnson and again i'm not not even being right i was disrespectful to him i was you were you were totally fucking disrespectful absolutely i was i was not happy that leonard furnett in the hunt lenny as you call him a couple weeks ago i thought for sure this was a hundred percent going to be the week where he got elevated and i was kind of annoyed uh that he wasn't did you watch games today before the bills game yes i did was it and this is a product of this team being where they're at annoying because I'm sitting here invested in the fucking Arizona Cardinals and the, and in the Vegas Raiders to try to beat Miami in Houston. CJ Stroud played like shit. Actually today, those three picks, Arizona still couldn't win that game. This is the position that we're in though right now, where we got to watch the scoreboard and, and it matters. It's a product of the bills coming into this game at five and five, but I guess this is the way it's gonna be all year long or for the rest of the season now. Scoreboard watching. It was uh very frustrating those those 1 p.m. games before we get out of here. I mean, we're watching the Sabres game, and again, most people aren't this even listening to play this on Monday. Sucks. Power play sucked God, all year.
2: God, is this no? I that's what I mean. I mean, across the board, this power play is anemic,
1: man. You listen, did you get a chance to listen to my episode with Chad on Thursday? Well, here's what, here's, let me tell you what happened there. All
2: right. <laughs> I got, woke up. I was excited for, cause I was like, Chad's a good, a good get for this time of year, especially the saber, you know, things aren't perfect in saberland. He's got really strong takes. I was going to actually, I was going to, I was, I wanted to type in, I wanted to, while you were live with them and type in what a great guest too bad. You're the complete wrong person, you know, to, uh, to interview him. Right. <laughs> But anyway, so I got up on Friday and I saw I I saw him talking about the cane surgery. I saw the clip that you had. Yeah. And I commented on it jokingly. I was like, man, did he make it out of there alive?
1: He whispered it. We were at Imperial in South Buffalo where people are wondering what the hell we're talking about here. That's packing country. Neither one of you took the time
2: to even acknowledge the fact that I commented.
1: Not, not uh, you know what I mean? Like,
2: you know, I like, I, like I, it wasn't, it wasn't like, I didn't
1: give you a like, it
2: on wasn't Twitter? funny or necessarily or anything, but you know, I, I, I mean, I, I, I felt, I felt a little high handed. So I was, I was done. I <laughs> <listen>. I <didn't laughs> well, you don't have that. You don't pay, for,
1: you don't pay for Twitter blue, man. Maybe, maybe Chad never even saw your, your comment, man. That shit just gets, get, get, how get does, buried. How does it work? I don't know. I, I mean, I pay for it. I have to, I mean, I'm a content creator. It's not really an option. If you're serious about being a content creator, it sucks, but you got to pay the piper. But I don't want to be you, a content. How would someone not see me just because I'm not, I'm I not guess Twitter blue by, by being a premium member, whatever the hell it's called, basically whatever it is that you pay, whatever it's called, you're, mention mentioned. And when you comment on somebody's status, it, it's up at the beginning of that person's tweet, like their mentions, I guess, or something. Yeah. I, that's what I heard anyway. But again, I do it because of video, I was hurt. video clips. Well, I apologize that you were hurt. I will tell you awesome. one thing, Chad managed to do talk he, you out of Pat cane. He did. Did he really? Yes, he did. I like you know. I, I take a lot of pride in being open minded when I have conversations with people, whether it's about sports or whether it's about life. Like I like to be open minded to say, so I'm at least you have the ability potentially to convince me to to get off of my my take or my thought and and change it. And I certainly trust. Chad is a hockey bite a, a hell a lot more than myself. Well, yeah. rare good yeah, Some qualities. Some, <laughs> some people are just so stubborn. They draw a line in the sand and you're not gonna get talked off. This is Sean McDermott. Dad. Anybody? Hmm? Sean McDermott, anybody? I think Sean McDermott sucks. Stubborn as a no, I'm saying some oh.
2: stubborn as a motherfucker. I oh. believe that's his you know, I think that's He gets a reprieve. Type.
1: He gets a reprieve this week. I, I got him. there were buzzes today on Sunday morning. I don't know if you heard any, but you see maybe Mike though, Florio? Do you,
2: you see a couple of people though that uh, Decent people that put out that that was Ken Dorsey's, uh, Ken Dorsey's people working overtime to take, you know, going to shit on, uh, going to shit on Dorsey a little or shit on, uh, McDermott a little bit. That some of that, some of that McDermott on the hot seat buzz was
1: created by Dorsey's people.
2: Yeah. yeah. I saw that one or two places by decent, you know, um, People who usually have decent takes. But, I, I,
1: I my, but you're my, giving
2: Dor- You're get. You're giving them a one week reprieve for today.
1: I'm giving them. am I'm, I'm not giving them a reprieve. Troops. I'm just. No. 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 I How don't. How many think... fucking weeks are going? we going to wear the
2: brown. By the way, are mm-hmm. we? Are we? Are we just honoring? Are we dishonoring the military for the rest of the year? Or are we just? Are oh, we just, are oh, we just wearing brown for the rest of the year. <laughs> you're have we the just replaced. Side. Like we go from a week of pink. You know, breast cancer. Where you're down to a week. Military folks, you're up to a month. Is that, what, is that <laughs> what's what I'm just... no,
1: and on? No, my, my reprieve from McDermott, my stance hasn't changed on him whatsoever. I think he's not the right coach for this job. I think he's a builder. I think you, you send him to a team that's starting over, and he will build you a team. I think he's, the Bills went as far as they're going to go with Sean McDermott. What I disagree with, though, is everyone who's saying he's going to get fired because he ain't getting fired. It's not uh-huh. happening, man. Dude, he's got an extension to twenty twenty seven. Yeah, no, I'm with And they've you. had four straight seasons of ten wins. They've been in the playoffs five or six years. Even if they fucking lose out, Terry Bagula's not going to. The only way Bagula might fire him, and I think you might have mentioned this before, is if maybe Josh Allen personally goes up to Bagula and says, "Yo, I, I
2: can't win with this guy." I would never. I didn't. I didn't have no? that take. I mean, I don't disagree. I don't disagree that Al, You know that Allen has that sort of. You know. It has that power in the organization. Yeah, anything just, to add uh, about so the Sabres
1: happening. before we bounce here? Anything to add about the Sabres other than they're not playing well and they're not scoring? They're up 3-2 here, again, live on the video side. Uh, people won't be listening to this until after the game's over on Monday, but they've lost four to the last five, and they've only scored nine goals. The power play is absolutely atrocious. What, what really more is there to add? I mean, is out for four to six weeks, likely
2: super frustrating man it's hard to figure out you know a lot of these guys that are close um for some reason they're not ready they're not ready to go to them and and you got some guys that are in the twilight right now that really seem to be part of the you know part of the problem you know uh and um i don't know my, my personal it looks like, it looks, it looks like we might have jump the gun. It looks just looks like we might have jumped the gun. I mean at the end of the day, man, they're you know, they're not their not their uh not their bet uh their betting odds, their betting odds was more in the 90 point range, even money playoff range, but some of the nerdier statistics had them at 84 points and um fuck, hey, you know, it's, it's just it's starting that way for sure. Yeah. I mean, look, they're not, it's, it's November. Sure,
1: they're man. like maybe four points out of a wild card right now, but they're like two or three points from being dead bottom of the whole entire conference. That's how uh top to bottom. I think good this conference is only personnel thing. That's kind of really got into me a little bit. is Kulik not playing or not being up. I'd like to get a look at him. Even this game against Chicago that we're watching right now, they're playing 11 and seven again. And I hate that. I hate 11 and seven. Just if Eric Johnson is not good enough to, you got to manage his minutes, just manage it in the press box for every other game or whatever it may be. Ditto for Rock Poso as well. It's just, I don't know, whatever. I'm out of shit to talk about, by the way. I got nothing else that I want to talk about. Do you? No. Boss, boss. no, I know. <laughs> all right well then that's going to do it for this episode a big win for the bills because it, it was a necessary win and every win now is obviously big because the bills need every uh single one of them i got joe yarding coming on the show tomorrow what week are we in here i don't remember oh, i
2: look I... at that empty net empty uh, well you know i feel like I feel like we owe it to the audience to. Why don't we finish this up like live streaming All the right. uh, the Sabers? All game right, we're right going here. to stay
1: on the air. We'll we'll, we'll keep talking and both. Empty net, empty net uh, down
2: at the uh, Chicago end. Oh oh, Bad you put him outside. Cousins, come on, Cousins. Cousins out there looking like Tommy Man Jones, fucking with that full face shield. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, what what's the line? Do you have any indication of what the line is for the Philly game?
2: I don't. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a look at up right at now though. a shot at it while we're watching this Um, We're down to a minute and a half in the Sabres game.
1: I think Philly... Here's a chance. Here's a chance at the open net. I think the Bills are going to be... They should be. Before you say it, once you find it, I think the Bills should be four to four and a half point underdogs.
2: Right where I was. 100% Four to four and a half. That's
1: what it would be if I were were setting the lines. I feel... I know. I'm, throughout this week, I'm going to get a. Oh, wait a minute! A we're never sense get, of
2: optimism. We're never yeah. going to get that line. Pro- well, maybe. why not? Well, because Philly hasn't played yet. So, so you know, there's still no the
1: line. Like, if I wanted to bet right now on one of my apps for next week's Bills game, there's not even a line that I can go bet on it right uh, now at this moment. I think some have it, some some won't.
2: I think at
1: this at this point, maybe I'm wrong though. Let's see if yeah, I find that hard to believe. It's out there already. I think. Today's result might, well, it's a long way it's away. field goal. It's a field goal. Three points. The Bills, the Bills are only plus three. Fucking. Are you going to be pound, in that pound, pound Eagles uh, one? Yeah. How that be? <laughs> not as strong how as the Eagles are in the Cincinnati be? game? Are you as confident in Philly betting, pounding them as you were when the Bills played Cincinnati a couple no, weeks ago? I'm not. So, I mean, so, yeah, that's, uh, that. I guess that would speak to
2: my optimism. Uh, after just one week. I like the way the offense fucking looked today, all right? And I like our chances better in the next couple of weeks. We're down to under 10 seconds here in the Sabre game.
1: Good play by Really need these two points, even though they're useless. Oh, it's it. Sabres win. All right, Bills win, Sabres win. Perfect what window. a Buffalo weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be back, Joe Yurden, tomorrow. Talk to you later, folks.